Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. What's happening, Jacksonville? Good afternoon from Jacks Beach and Dome Hats. Good to be on the road once again and our friends from Dome Hats. I was just thinking of this. We're doing a, a, a show from a hat place. You don't even wear hats. Not really. Tell me you have a collection of hats anyway. That just like you have a collection of shoes. Just have a collection nah, of hats. Man. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have a collection of hats just because, I mean, for my shoes, I have a collection. I just never wear them. But from the hat perspective, very few hats actually fit me. So uh, it's hard to collect something that doesn't fit you. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, if you want one, there's plenty of them. I'm, oh, uh, for sure, man. I just gave you one, or I'll buy you one. How about that? <laughs> this place looks awesome uh, yeah, here cool, at, at Dome Headwear and uh, Jack's Beach, and we've been, you know, so much. Uh, <laughs> I've ordered so many hats from here over the years for our Dream 18, and now with our Dream 18 card, if you buy the card, you can come in here and get a hat. It doesn't even have to be a Dream 18 hat. They've got other hats. You can kind of pick one out. They've got a great retail store right here now. They've added on for their offices uh, just right next door. they got a bar here. I mean, the place looks fantastic. So come on out, say hello. We're here in Jack's Beach, 3 until 6 uh, today on a Wednesday edition of Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Steven's along for the ride today. Coos is out today, uh, should be back tomorrow. Uh, we've got all sorts of things going on. Steven, what's up? Uh, Steven, Steve, Silverware, Austin. Yeah, that's with me. Us, right? <laughs> silverware, Silver Spoon. I forget, Silverware. Silverware. silverware, yeah, for sure. How you doing, man? Came up big with the silverware back uh, a couple months ago. Doing good. It was uh, it was plastic, but we'll call it silver. <laughs> Very good. Uh, so good to have you on, man. Uh, hey, uh, Jack's going to make a big announcement tomorrow. Uh, we kind of had this one uh, on our planner. Tomorrow morning, uh, downtown plans and uh, facility plans, and then they're going to couple that with the practice that we'll be allowed to go to. So a big, yeah. big day around the Jags tomorrow. Uh, and I know some people will be like, more renderings, great. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's uh, kind of season, it seems like. Yeah, it brings up interesting. I love this topic, okay? I've loved this topic for years, the, okay. the downtown Jacksonville topic. Uh, if you've listened to me at all over the years, then you kind of know where I stand on it. I I want it to happen. I think it would be good for Jacksonville. I, I think the fact that Shad Khan continues to try and try and try speaks volumes about how he feels about the city. Mm-hmm. Um, it, despite some people saying otherwise or national media narratives or all those things. So I, I don't need to repeat myself much, uh, I don't think, in that regard. But I did think about this today. Are we getting a little fatigued on the downtown talk? Um, does the facility talk kind of bring new energy to it? Uh, does the idea that we all know now, it's out there over the last year, that a stadium is going to have to happen at some point, whether that's three years of vote, five years of vote, uh, ten years of build, I don't know the time frame. Maybe we learn a little bit more about that tomorrow. Uh, but does some of that provide some extra energy to the downtown stuff? I think there was somebody else, Reese, just yesterday that put out a plan for a $1.1 billion downtown improvement. So there are people talking about this. What I'm curious about is, is it, are we fatigued of it, or, or do we still get excited about it? Uh, is there intrigue in it, or is it here we go again? No, I mean, I think... Like on the line, he wants to talk about downtown. Uh, 
I think you have, you have to be excited about it because it's it's involving your downtown. It's uh it's it's involving a place where you live. And anytime that can get affected in a good way, uh, you should be excited about it. Now we've been down this road a couple of times and obviously hasn't come to fruition. But just because that's the case doesn't mean you still can't get excited about it. So I mean I'm excited to see what they have to offer. Obviously it has to make sense um, for the city. It has to make sense for the people that are going to vote for it. And most importantly, we all have to be on the same page here. And I think if that can get done, then why not go forward with it? I mean, a lot of things have to happen. A lot of things have to fall in place. But I'm definitely excited to see what they're bringing to the table. Yeah, I think the the me too. I, by the way, I like the, it's a foregone conclusion. That's why you don't really need to hear it from me in terms of, hey, Brent, you excited about? It? Yeah, yeah. Like I'm okay with another rendering. It's like that doesn't fatigue me. The, the these things take a while. If you go back and look at whoever, whether it's Tampa who just built up even more, whether it's Nashville that's built up over the years, whether it was Charlotte, I always refer to my hometown because that's what I know. I mean, that's Providence. This stuff happens, and it takes a while. Mm-hmm. There's bureaucracy. There's politics. There's there's competition. There's taxpayer dollars, right? And and that's big, and that means it takes a while. So I'm not fatigued by it. I I love the fact that the Jags are trying and trying and trying. How quick have they moved this forward since Lot J? I mean, that seemed like yesterday. Sure. Lot J was shot down, and they thought they, were, they had uh, some good momentum for it, and I think they were even surprised by it. And they said, you know what? We're moving on. We're not even talking about Lot J. You wouldn't even hear Shad Khan, Mark Lamping even talk. Hey, we're disappointed. Boom. It was one night of conversation, yeah. and they were on to the next. And here we are on to the next. What does it look like tomorrow? Um, listen, I think we've all heard things, but what do those plans look like? What's the timetable? And I think, B, um, here's what I'm interested in, and I'll expand on this more in a moment. But there are this is a three-headed monster, in my opinion. Okay. okay? This is a practice facility. Urban's talked about it. Shad Khan's talked about it. That's happening. Yeah. Like that, that is happening. And, by the way, that's Jaguar's money. Uh, that's just how do you make that happen, the logistics, all that stuff. What does it look like? How much is it going to be? When can it be done? There's the shipyards. That's this next proposal, uh, which I think will come out tomorrow. And, and Lot J, see you later. You're in the rear view for now, and we're moving on. And then I think there's C, although I don't know if it goes in this order, the stadium. And I think the stadium is going to be start to be talked about more. So I think that's the three-headed monster. What does it look like? What's the time frame? But it's a reality. You know, I just saw, I think it was last week, didn't bring this up much, I think, on our show, but I think Buffalo had like a step toward the, whatever the plans are to build a new stadium, Mm -hmm. okay? And so if they do that, or renovation or building of a new stadium, well, the Jags forever have been in that column where Jags and Buffalo are the two teams that really haven't done much to their stadium over the last couple of decades, like this huge renovation, where the rest of the NFL has either done a big renovation like Miami or built a new stadium like Atlanta, L.A., Vegas, all the rest of them. And so the Jags are in that that bottom column. Well, if Buffalo gets moving on that, the Jags will be the only team remaining in that column. And I'm not sure you want to be the only team remaining in that column for long. So keep an eye on Buffalo a little bit in terms of the time frame. But that might even speed things up for the Jags. Or we all know it's out there now, so they might speed it up anyway in terms of the stadium and at least say, hey, we're going to present this all to you. I don't know. I don't know what it looks like tomorrow. I don't know all the details. I I feel like I know some, but not enough to share. Um, And we'll see tomorrow uh, what happens. But uh, I I think it is still exciting. Uh, I think Steve said we have uh, Mike on the line. We'll get to a phone call early today, Steve. How about that? Let's do it if we got some excitement about this, or maybe not. Maybe it's a critic. Mike, what's up? Thanks for uh, jumping in on Action Sports Chats on ESPN 690. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Um, So, kind of just going off what you guys were just saying, Um, so I'm, I'm actually in Tampa now 
regarding the downtown, it's blowing up. Like people go out there now and that's, it's exciting stuff because I'm from Jack's beach and, you know, we always go out at the beach, but we're huge Jags fans and we'd love the downtown area to get, you know, renovated. This, I think this is huge, perfect timing with the team and everything. Um, there are some, I've heard, I don't know how true this is, but, um, have you guys heard anything about, I guess, someone trying to, cause there's a lot of churches in the downtown area trying to like bulldoze them or get them out of there. Cause I've heard, um, they want to put bars and restaurants there, but, people are trying to get the churches out of there, I guess. What are your, I mean, have you guys heard anything about that? Or Mike, appreciate the call, man. Thanks. And uh, your Tampa example is a good one. It is blowing up in Tampa. And I'm not, like, super familiar with 10 years ago Tampa and 20 yeah. years ago Tampa versus today Tampa. But I know there's a lot going on there. And, and there's a lot going on in a lot of cities, let's be honest. And some of that is taxpayer money um, that is happening. I, I don't know the, the actual cut of that, which is taxpayer money. And, again, it takes time. I'm sure this Tampa stuff has been in the works. I mean, look what's going on with the Rays. I mean, uh, they're threatening to move every other month, right, yeah, yeah. or at least that conversation takes place. That's not happening in Jacksonville. But they, the progressive movement is happening in Jacksonville. And it's not just ShotCon. I think there are other folks. I don't know specifically about the churches and what people could knock down and should knock down and what they could turn into. Uh, Listen, I've been in enough cities, you have too, to know that a lot of those empty buildings, warehouses, not specifically churches, although that does happen too. Sometimes an old church will turn into a restaurant. But uh, the warehouses especially have become a district for bars and restaurants and nightlife. And and there's plenty of that opportunity that will present itself, I think, even in Jacksonville. That was one of the very first things I learned about the city of Jacksonville and why there isn't a lot more like bars and clubs downtown. It's one of the first things I asked. And um, I think it was a cab driver I was riding with said, like, uh, according to the zoning laws, you can't have a bar or a club within a certain parameter of a church. Well, there are, you know, there are a lot of churches downtown Jacksonville, um, some still in use, some probably abandoned. But like that, that, you know, that is a stipulation. So it's a great question to ask. and I wish I had the answer for him as well with Mike, but I don't have the answer. I have no idea. Yeah, and I'll look into it a little bit more. Our news folks probably have a better idea on that. Uh, I, I've long said uh, I love the idea of everything. I understand there are hiccups and hurdles. I just believe there's also ways to get it done, and you got to jump the hurdle sometime. You know, yeah. you got to clear the hurdle. What those are, well, I don't do a political show. Uh, you know, we do a sports show, but I do think. I'm invested in Jacksonville. You know, I mean, heck, I live in St. John's County, but I'm invested in Jacksonville, this area. And I think for our area, for the football team, sure. But for as much growth as there is in this city, in this town, in this area of the the state, in the area of the country, uh, we all know downtown has to be a little bit better or maybe even a lot of bit better. Uh, I don't think anybody would refuse that. How it gets done is certainly debatable. What gets done is certainly debatable. When it gets done, certainly debatable. But here's what's not debatable. The fact that ShotCon continues to push it, ShotCon wants to continue to promote growth downtown, mm-hmm. ShotCon is going to build a practice facility, I would think with all his own money, mm-hmm. uh, which will show further commitment to the city of Jacksonville, uh, which I already have long believed it's a pretty darn good commitment to the city of Jacksonville Absolutely. with what he's already done and spent. Uh, and then the next thing is the stadium. And when we see more details, we can debate it and argue it and see what it looks like and, and kind of feels like, but it's come. Like, that's undeniable. It's coming. It needs to come. It's part of it. It's it's no different than if you're an ACC, SEC school, you need to build a football facility. All right? You know why? Because everybody else has it. Well, in the NFL, everybody's got 
state-of-the-art facilities and stadiums. No, of course. And eventually you've got to build one, too. And that's what Urban Meyer wants. You know, I think Urban Meyer came here for a couple reasons, one of them obviously being Trevor Lawrence, but another one of those being you're going to give the Jacksonville Jaguars the best of the best. And obviously Urban Meyer is going to be on the forefront of that, and he's going to be the architect of that. So if you want to give him the best of the best, well, then, yeah, you're talking about probably a new uh, practice facility. So I think in, in terms of uh, of cash, I think Urban Meyer kind of has the blank check, if you will, and uh, you know he's gonna get what he needs to feel like the deck, the Jaguars have the best. So I think that's gonna be the first step. It's building that facility, uh, and then everything else can kind of go from around there. And hopefully, you know, it's it's progress of getting things built downtown. Listen, you hear a lot of things, right? When Urban Meyer was hired, negotiations, whatever's going on, I think we've heard something similar to this degree. How important does he feel that is, and those things are like. We've heard it's even like in his contract to build some of those things and do some of those things. Like I don't know if that's part of a normal contract. I don't know if it's a, a handshake agreement more so, but the idea to invest not only in the building that they're in right now, the food, the strength and conditioning, all that stuff, the sports science, but also this facility that eventually everybody will move from that building, I think, to get over to this facility. And I would think that would come first because then you can renovate the stadium, which looks like a severe renovation plan rather than a rebuild because it will be cheaper, although it's not going to be cheap. So that's how much he believes in this. But that also shows how much Shad Khan's committed to it, I would think. If that is true, if it was either handshake agreement or in his contract to spend X amount of dollars on facilities and build stuff and construct things and make the organization better from that vantage point, well, it shows you that this wasn't just a, hey, let's sign coach for $10 million a year or whatever they ended up agreeing on for five or six years. Uh, They still haven't even confirmed that number. Uh, But this was a bigger plan, a bigger picture thing. Um, And again, I just will say it shows the commitment of Shad Khan to the organization and to really now Urban Meyer. Well, and of course, like any time that you are in the process of hiring a new coach and you're going through that dialogue, the, the, the conversation, the dialogue of how to build the culture, how to fix things. Obviously, you go 1-15 last year. How do you fix that? And obviously, Urban Meyer has the plan to change the culture around. He has to give the players the best. So the, these conversations um, have been, you know, in, in I'm sure in talks, probably in writing if it is part of the contract, but they've been talked about for a long time. So, like, this is nothing new. It's no surprise. Like, there's going to be a new facility getting built because Urban Meyer wants that, and I think, you know, Shad Khan's going to cater to those needs. I will say this. What's debatable, as I've done a little research on this, depending on who you ask, is uh, there's some thought that, and I think Shad Khan kind of hinted that, hey, nobody really put their foot down in the last 10 years to say, we need this now. You know, there were discussions. I th- I'm totally paraphrasing here, but I feel like my interpretation of it, there might have been discussions or a hint of it, but never like, we need this to be successful. That's what Urban Meyer brought to the table. Now, there are some who say, hey, we've been saying we need this thing for a while. But like I said, how you say it and saying it is two different things. Uh, but Urban Meyer's getting it done. Shad Khan's getting it done. Uh, the facility, you think, will, will be important to the players and, and everybody around. Uh, Brandon Linder talked about it last week, even from food to cupping. Now, you know, didn't have that before. Yeah. Those kind of things where you don't have to go out. That is better for the player if you don't have to go spend $100,000 on your own body, <laughs> a la Calais Campbell. And yeah. you might still spend some, by the yeah. way. Um, it's not about saving the player money. It's more about convenience and care and saying, hey, we got the best stuff right here for you. It's what it says, like what you always say. What does the money say? Well, sometimes it's what the facility says. It's not all this, 
hey, I need material things because I'm a modern-day player. It's really what it says about your organization. And we've been around now. I say this to folks a lot. Been to Baltimore. That thing, that facility is unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, and that's new. That's Well, it's not brand new. It's actually been updated. It was new in like 2002, I want to say, and I think it was like 45 million to build it back then. Is that well, they like just the, put 45 million in the castle. Is that like that Under Armour building? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so that, and it looks like a castle. Of course. Okay. Yeah. Minnesota builds a new stadium, but they also build a whole new facility. We went up there for a couple of days and practiced, uh, well, the Jacks did, and then we were up there, and you could see it. Very nice facility. Miami just signed off on, I think, a 135 million dollar facility. So these places already have them. And uh, the Jags are kind of catching up in that arms race um, to see if they, you know, it's just to be a part of kind of what every other NFL team is doing. Yeah. Uh, and I think it says a lot about the commitment uh, to the city and to the team and to everybody, uh, to the players as well. Uh, players will... We'll get a chance to go see him tomorrow uh, for a second time. OTAs have been continuing. we got another week of OTAs next week and then Jags minicamp. So this thing's wrapping up. What do you think, uh, I mean, as these things move along, mm-hmm. does this start to feel like, hey, we're practicing for the season, or does this still feel so removed from the season uh, for a player? Uh, I mean, it's definitely it's not removed from a player just because right now you're working on install, you're working on getting acquainted in the NFL. I mean, there's a lot of you know first year guys out there. There's a lot of guys that are free agents, so it's definitely you know you're not removed from it. Um, but, but at the same time, like you know, it's kind of a slow build. I feel like you know, like I don't think Urban Meyer is trying to go out there and, and make a precedent right now and and try to kill these guys in, in, in a training camp style of a format or anything like that. This is just more of getting acquainted with each other, knowing who you got knowing how these players take the coaching, and obviously seeing who's in shape and who's not in shape. That's obviously important as well. But it, right now it's more of, you know, it's it's like the dress rehearsal. Um, it's getting everything, crossing your T's, dotting your I's, all that stuff, while working hard still. But as a player, I mean, every one of these days counts. Because in my opinion, every one of these OTAs, it's an addition. Now, you're not going to go live. You're not going to go scrimmaging and things like that. But you, you can show a lot about yourself and what you bring to the team through these OTAs. How do you work? How do you learn? Can you memorize that playbook? Um, what kind of effort are you giving? Obviously, Joe Collin, we've talked about many times before, is huge on that. So right now, players like maybe you can't really lose a spot right now in OTAs, but you can definitely gain traction and gain a spot. From these practices. Yeah, build momentum, first impressions, all those things. Whether you want to admit you buy into them or not, they actually, they're reality. Uh, and, and they're in the subconscious of almost everybody, uh, how you feel about it. And then you get a break and you come back. So I think these next couple of weeks, I don't know the critical nature of them. I, I've been a big proponent of saying, I don't know if this stuff even matters. I don't know if it impacts. Well, everything matters, at least I try to tell my kids that. But I, I think... I just don't know the impact, the correlation I think it of for this team. good, and it might, it yeah. might. It, it certainly doesn't hurt this team. No, you know, this team with it. all the newness, yeah. it certainly doesn't hurt. And you know, coaches are always going to scream from the mountaintops how important this is. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is, last year, did I feel like as a viewer, as a consumer, that the product suffered because they didn't have it? I can't say I did, mm-hmm. and I also can't go back and say when you played Austin and I was covering you in OTAs. And 2014, I was covering Blake Bortles and OTAs. I can't tell you too much that I thought translated from this four, five, six weeks that I saw uh, into the season. Now, internally, you might feel a whole lot more of that from a coaching staff perspective, even from a player's perspective, that translates. Uh, You know, from this year especially, and we're talking about OTAs and everything, like, 
to me, it, it is vital because this is where you work your your technique and your refinement a little bit. Because last year I watched a defensive line that was, you know, fall stepping, that was out of gaps, that yeah. couldn't stop the run, all this stuff. Well, you have, you know, some guys on that defensive line from last year that are now coming back this year, maybe new positions, but are still part of the team. This is where you clean that stuff up. This is where you get that first step down. And keep in mind, you have Caleb on Chase on and Josh Allen essentially probably going to be doing a lot more standing up this year um, than they have, you know, in, in years past. So, like, that's a, that's a new step for them, you know, getting that footwork down, getting that hand placement down. You have defensive linemen now that are probably going to be two-gapping, depending on the call, if it will be under or over, but more than likely two-gapping. That's different. Some of these guys aren't accustomed to doing that as well. So this is where OTAs come into play, where you can start building that foundation, building that base a little bit. So by the time training camp starts and it's 100 miles per hour, you're not being left behind because you're taking a false step here because you have bad hand placement there or you have bad technique over there. I'm debating in my mind how I want to phrase this potentially on Twitter. Go ahead. And teasing the next next segment of the show. All right. But I'll keep you teased. Okay. As we're live from Dome Hats here in Jack's Beach until 6 o'clock. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. But there's an NFL player who is naming his body parts. Like, I did not see this. I don't think. He's going to be very careful with the phrasing of this question. This was not trending on Twitter today. This wasn't trending on Twitter, was it? No, it might be soon. All right. This is interesting. I got that tease for you. Okay. <laughs> that is on the way, along with uh, some other things, including something the Washington football team is doing. Uh, DJ Chark continues to spread his message uh, on the Today Show, in fact, this morning. So athletes are really taking uh, mental health and, and sharing that message and promoting that message, and it ties into what Washington football team has done. And you almost wonder, do, will all teams soon do this? Yeah. Uh, so... We got that and more coming up. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. By the way, doing this does not mean naming body parts. That's a separate story. Okay? <laughs> Hope that didn't mix all together. Separate story. We're back from Dome Hat. Get me a Scoops hat. Get me a Dilla hat. Where is it? Them here? I need a Dilla Probably hat. Probably sold out. Probably sold out. Probably hats. sold out, huh? We'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Austin Lane. I had braces. I still have my permanent retainer in. It's been knocked out twice. Brent Martineau. So it's not once, stuck in there. Once, uh, <laughs> one, no, it's not stuck in there. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. I got him as dark horse Super Bowl contender. And we're talking about the Chiefs potentially going 20-0. On paper right now in the NFL, on the AFC side, the Cleveland Browns have the best roster. Quote me. Okay, Marcus Spears, we'll there quote you. Go, you. Man. The Cleveland Browns have the best ro- roster? I mean, top to bottom, top. Th- I would say top five for sure. I'm not, I'm not sure about the best roster in the league. <laughs> did he just say, Steve, was he, did he say AFC or the league? I believe the league. Well, I mean, he said that they're going to go to the Super Bowl. So, I mean, one would say the league. Like, Tampa brought all 22 back. Yeah. <laughs> But who did? I mean, Cleveland got. I'm trying to see the Browns roster right now, and I'm trying to compare this to the. Try to compare it to the rest of the league here. Hey, we're at Dome Hats, by the way. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. You know, one thing I love about coming to Dome Hats. Look at all the different hats. Again, we've got like all these different renditions for the Dream 18 that we've done over the years, from bucket hats to just your regular hat to 
our hat that we did for Action Sports Shacks. We should have wore. I should have brought that today. Um, Slacking, man. That was the like the puffy trucker hat looking thing. Yeah. I don't even know the names of these hats, but as you can tell, but uh, they got it all here at Dome Hats, um, and they're doing big things. I love the story of Dome Hats. Just a local company. They do a lot of country music stars now. You got Ripken Baseball involved. Pretty much everywhere you go, you see Dome Hats. Look, I'm holding some. If you were on Twitter and Facebook and Twitch and YouTube, uh, Sandalwood Saints hat right here. This is a, a favorite in the media contingent. You're on mute, Gene. This one's brand new. Shots they fired. should sell this. Shots Maybe fired. we should sell it. We'll just buy a bunch and sell them on the second market. How did he feel when you guys showed up with, uh, to OTAs with those hats on? I saw the pictures. I wasn't there that day. Okay. That was the rookie camp, and I was at a tournament. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I think it was a big hit. Oh, I don't absolutely. think Gene realized it right away. Sure. But this is classic. You're on mute, Gene. This will be one of the stories of the pandemic, and a hat was made because of it. Uh, still don't see. They either threw all the scoops, Dilla hats, in the trash, or they sold out. Shots one or the other. Ahead. Probably threw them in the trash. Was waiting for one, um, but I don't have it. Put Jort on me, little Gators. These guys are <laughs> the only problem with Whitaker and these guys. They're Gators. That's the only problem. Bush and Booty. I, I like that though, man. <laughs> uh, Grog House beat the clock. They got all sorts of things. We got the Gate River Run. We got Taxler. I'm like, this hey, listen. Like the, I'm like Vanna White network. right here. Or, or you're like the Home Shopping Network. That's right true. Now. What are, what are these hats going for? How much? Whatever you want. So, you know, I mean, originally, <laughs> Supreme Craftsmanship, we're talking about 100 bucks per hat. I'm going to knock that price down 19.99 right now, Brent. All right, 19.99 for Strings. Uh, Southern Swells uh, Brewing Company, by the way, with a nice floral um, underbelly of the cap. What would this be called, actually, Jeff Whitaker? Floral, uh, floral pattern. Very good. I like that. Uh, nice. Uh, here's a favorite. St. John's Bluff is yeah. for lovers. Classic. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. If my head wasn't ginormously big, I'd be rocking that one. That would be a good one. Yeah. So we got to make you a T-shirt or something. That, now we're talking. Now we're talking. It is. Uh, I want. Uh, can I, uh, as a travel ball dad and a pitcher in softball, I'm really thinking of making a shirt that says, O2 counts are going to send me to a shrink or something like <laughs> that. Respect. I don't know if we can fit all that on a hat, but I'm really going to start wearing it. Because yeah. I go insane about Kaylee giving up 0-2 hits, and she knows it. Okay. All right? Yeah, I mean, so, I feel like you have some room to play around a little bit. Play around a little bit. Yeah. So, have fun uh, with it, huh? You can, by the way, if you hang out at a, a travel tournament, whether it's volleyball, I'm sure, or a dance competition, softball, baseball, that's where we're at, you could come up with a lot of hat and shirt ideas. I'll tell you that. I believe it. Uh, <laughs> Jeff lives in that world, too. Yeah. And uh, it's quite a scene. And uh, no doubt about it. So we'll share some more of the hats. I love all the different hats they have in here, and um, some really cool concepts and ideas. And if you can see in the background, we got all the the different counties: Baker County and Clay and Nassau. I already showed you St. John's. I might have to get a St. John. Might have to rep St. John's. Where's the Duval one? I don't see it on there. Oh, can't do Duval trademark. Somebody already got it. Uh, Good trademark things. I saw John Phillips. Uh, he tweeted out all the things he trademarked yesterday. Oh, did he? He yeah. had some new stuff coming up? Yeah. Smart. I, said, I had to ask him. I'm like, hey, when, can we trademark? Where, where are we going to trademark Shock Your Mock? Why don't That's we have true. a hat yet for Shock Your Mock? That's true, man. Well, well cause, because you had T-shirts already. I you, did. You I can only afford so much. I hear you, man. Well, maybe next year it'll be, it'll be the Shock Your Mock hat. All right, we'll see. Uh, so, Harry, where are you at with the, uh, the Cleveland Browns? Cleveland roster? Browns. So, I'm going to be honest. I forgot they got Clowney. So when you got Miles Garrett and Clowney on the edges, 
you can't be too mad at that. Denzel Ward at corner, not that bad. Now, they have Grant Delpit at free safety starting. You know how I feel about Grant Delpit. We'll see. Ronnie Harrison, you know, might, you know, we'll see what happens with him. Um, wide receivers, Odell Beckham Jr., if he's healthy and in the game, maybe. Rashard Higgins showed a lot last year. Obviously, Jarvis Landry, one of the best slot receivers in the game. Offensive line is solid. Spearheaded by Jack Conklin. Tight ends, Austin Hooper, Harrison Bryant, uh, David Njoku. It's not a bad roster, man. Not a bad roster, Brent, top to bottom. Well, the question is, would you? I, I don't think it's a bad. They've done a nice job constructing that. Offensively, they know what they are. They're kind of. They've become a little bit like the well, Titans in the fact yeah. that they know who they and, are, right? And, and not to mention, probably the best running game in the NFL. Yeah, with uh, and Chubb. Nick Chubb and, and, and their offensive line is good. You're right. And yeah. and then you add Austin Hooper, who was probably kind of disappointing last year, I would say, right, based on the contract that he signed. Oh, for sure. But you get. I mean, Landry's fantastic. Uh, and and if. Odell Beckham Jr. is Odell Beckham Jr., then you're dynamic as heck. Mm -hmm. So offensively, it's interesting. They've got some great firepower in the receiving game, but they are a run-first team, a running team. I mean, they're 150-plus yards a game running. So they kind of know who they are in that respect, and that supports Baker Mayfield very well. There's been debate how good Baker Mayfield is coming off a fantastic year, and now he has a chance to really grow on that and, and establish himself in the NFL. So that's the thing, though. So take Baker Mayfield out of it real quick and just take the receiving threats, take the offensive line, and obviously the running game. Who's being the Cleveland Browns in terms of personnel on paper? Offensively? Offensively. I mean, you still wouldn't take the Chiefs? Uh, I'm saying, okay, besides the Chiefs. But, I mean, you you wouldn't take the Bucks. Who's the the running backs? Uh, Fournette's back. And who else do they have there? Uh, <laughs> I forgot the dude's name. Is it the, the the one? Yeah, I know what you're talking. They about. got what the same. Uh, yeah, but I mean, okay. So let's be honest. So we're taking Kareem Hunt over. You're still going to take their backfield. Yeah, you're, right. you're right. taking their backfield. The receiving game. I mean, you're probably taking the receivers. Godwin, Mike Evans, Antonio. Brown, I would take the Bucks, right? Junior. Yeah, but uh, more reliable. Yeah, but what about the, the tight end position? Well, you got Gronk, and you got OJ Howard, and Cameron and you, Bray, but and you I, got H- Hooper. And Harrison Bryant, I'm taking the Bucks. Well, and, and David Njoku. Yeah, I'm taking the Bucks. I think. You're, you're, you're taking Gronk over Austin Hooper? Uh, I might take O.J. Howard over Austin Hooper. But, I mean, O.J. Howard hasn't played a full season in how long? I know, but yeah. didn't Hooper really get it done for one year? I mean, I, I think the Austin Hooper of right now is better than Rob Gronkowski with all due respect to Gronk. Yeah, I agree with yeah. that. That's why I so, wouldn't even – I think you've so, got to put yeah. Howard in that matchup. So then I would take – okay, so if we put Howard in the matchup, I'm still taking Austin Hooper because he's just more dependable. And then if we go in backups, Harrison Bryant, okay, we'll see. Yeah. But David Njoku showed promise, and I'd yeah. probably take him over Gronk, honestly. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's uh, – I'm saying it's up for debate. But, it I is, mean, yeah. yeah. It's a – listen, they have – Here's the story. The story about the Browns, not what they have on offense, sure. to, to make this argument, this kind of argument, where they might have the best roster in football, it's what they've done on defense, mm-hmm. you know, and how good Miles Garrett is. They, they got through the mud on that whole situation, uh, what they've been able to do, that defensive line, you know, bringing in Clowney and adding to it. Their secondary is pretty good. By the way, one of those secondary members, Ronnie Harrison, trade with the Jaguars, yeah. you know, and, yep. and they like him there, and, and they think he's productive there, and he's surrounded by good players there. So I still don't. I think they have a lot of names on defense. Mm-hmm. I don't. We're gonna, they're going to have to show us on. It's a whole different thing on paper versus on the field when it comes to their defense. The way Tampa's defense played, especially the second half of the year and in the playoffs with those linebackers, Absolutely. was incredible. Yep. Uh, and to be honest with you, 
the Kansas City offense gets so much love, but their defense really hasn't been that bad. You know, it started no. out like in Patrick Mahomes' first year when he was playing. Their defense wasn't good. They had to go score 40-something a game. Yep. Well, not the case anymore. They can they can beat people with their defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it, it's a nice roster. It yep. really is. I, I just think a lot of people, I think a lot of execs would say, I'll pick this roster over that. Uh, and it's probably three or four of them. At sure. the, I think Baltimore Ravens would come into play here, too, on this conversation. For the most part, you know, I mean, from the wide receiver perspective, do you like them as wide receivers? And I don't know. It's up for debate for sure. The I wonder if the Rams come into this conversation. Are we talking about offense or overall Overall. roster? Overall roster. I think the Rams could be up there as well. I'll give you another one. That From a roster standpoint, in terms of building, and and you like this team, and I think they might finish dead last in that AFC West, and that's Arizona. I mean, if you look at their roster, it jumps out at you. It does. It does. You know? Yeah. So – um, it's it's obviously an interesting off like this time of year conversation. We'll see what happens on the field. There is a little bit of this with Cleveland. Mm-hmm. It's like you did it, but can you do it again? You're sure. Cleveland, right? They have that. Uh, listen, we have that down in Jacksonville, mm-hmm. and the Jags proved that they couldn't do it again. Mm-hmm. They did it for another month after they went for the run, and that was it. Yeah. So there is that stigma. You have to get out from underneath that stigma. I think teams like like Seattle it took a bit, right? They got out from that stigma because they went on like a four or five year run. Mm-hmm. The Rams, I think, have done a nice job. I mean, very few people know this or, or at least think about this. It was just a few short years ago they were in St. Louis, and I believe they were like the losingest team of uh, in a decade stretch, even more so than the Jags, the Bills, and these other teams. Yeah. So the Rams have turned it around. The Bills are another team, turned it around. Mm-hmm. Oakland is in a, a weird spot where they haven't won big yet, but they've definitely come out from the 2-14, and 3-13 and 13 stinky Raiders sure. that they are. They're, they're they're at least competitive, uh, but probably haven't delivered as much. So the Browns are kind of in that conversation, especially after they disappointed so much a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Then, obviously, it was a year later where they really proved their mettle. Yeah. Now they had to fix that defense. It looks like they did it in the off season, and we'll see if they can deliver on the field. Uh, be a fascinating team to watch uh, for sure with the Cleveland Browns. Hey, let's get South Beach Gary in uh, real quick. I think he was uh, talking about the facility. Uh, what's happening, man? Yeah, personally, I like the way my Dolphins are looking on both sides of the football. But well, that's not bad too. That, except you, you're not fully, you're not going to fully endorse Tua yet. No, but I'm, I'm also, you know, with the hip and all, you, I, I'm willing to give him a little benefit of the doubt because of yeah. the injury. Me too. But uh, the rest of the team, I'm around him as a support cast. Is if he can't do it now, I mean, he's got no excuse. But uh, the facilities. But did you say? That Shad Khan said that nobody put their foot down about uh, uh, improving the facilities. I thought that uh, the narrative was he was this great owner and they were he was one of the richest owners in the NFL and he would do anything to it, it takes somebody to put their foot down. You mean in ten years, no head coach went to him and say, "Look, we need to upgrade. We need new practice facilities. We need new stadium improvements." They're one of two teams, even the Cincinnati Bengals have had stadium renovations in recent years. The Jags and the Bills are the only two teams in the NFL that out not have ma- major stadium upgrades. And that's Chad Khan's excuse that nobody came to him? Really? That's his answer, guys? That floors that's, me. 
South Beach guy, I appreciate the call. Well, think about what Shad Khan's done since he got here. There, there has been work done on the underbelly of that stadium in the locker room, uh, the uh, training room, the weight room. Those They just redid a bunch of other locker rooms down in that stadium as well. They obviously did the indoor facility. Now, that was combination dailies place, local revenue, but also indoor facility because we're in Florida, and yeah. they need an indoor facility. Heck, yeah. there are high school football teams that have indoor facilities in Texas, you know? Sure, and so sure. the Jags needed one, and they got one. So to say Shad Khan hasn't done anything from a facility standpoint would not be accurate. I think he has done uh, quite a bit. I think he's he's also helped put his money in for the stadium upgrades, including the video boards and the pools. And pools it's debatable flex. whether you, you like that or not. But um, my point in that is I think you if, if I heard Shad correctly this offseason when asked about that, it was no. People didn't say, Shad, you need this. He didn't, they didn't be like, come up, we need this if we're going to be successful. Urban yeah. Meyer's approach was more, we need this to happen if we're going to be successful. That's my point. And I think if you talk to some other folks that have been around uh, and now probably no longer are there, then they say, oh, sure, we talked about facilities. But it's debatable how much they pushed for facilities uh, sure. from my interpretation of what Shad Khan has said on the topic. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I got you, man. Um, you know, then that's just a, a lack of maybe not hiring the right people because you always True. need you, you always need the better facilities. I yeah. mean, like you said, this is an arms race, just like college football. You have to have the best of the best because having the best of the best, it's it's investing in your players, and when you invest in your players, eventually you get a return back. Now, have the players been invested on the past decade here? I mean, I think more like you know, like probably like any other team. But have they gone out of their way to, to invest in the players outside, you know, of contracts and things like that? You can make a debate for that. And did they have the coach pounding home saying, we need it, we need it, we need it, we need it? Or the only person, actually, if you look at Shad's tenure, that could have probably had the pull to say that and experience that would be Coughlin. Yeah. Because I, I don't think Gus Bradley in his first year is going to be like, boom, 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 pounding. We need the facility. We need the facility. Yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah. uh, where, where, where was that group on the indoor facility? Probably pretty heavy. And sure. they ended up getting it. So I think this is Urban at his time frame and what he's experienced and saying, Shot, if we're going to win, this is part of winning. And we need this to happen. That's part of their conversations. I think that's kind of how it went down. We'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 live from Dome Hats. Come on out. Say hello. We're here until 6 p.m. James, can you just describe emotionally where, where you're at after this? Tough loss, man. It's do or die now, so we got to win both of the next two games if we want to, if we want our season to continue. Simple as that. But after what you gave, just personally, like it don't matter. We lost the game, so I mean, at this point, all that matters is we can't lose another game in this series. So we go out there, we play to win the game, and uh, we came up short. That is Anthony Davis. The Lakers lose on the brink. Talk a little bit more about the NBA playoffs in a pit. Dame Lillard was unbelievable. My question, it was a crazy night last night. Yeah, my question around Dame Lillard is going to be, and I want you to think about this a little bit, is he too good to be in Portland? Like, Because you, I don't think you're going to win in Portland. Or is he just well, good at this time of year? And, th- and that's when oh, I noticed. No, you know? no, I mean, I mean, he's had some unbelievable moments here the last two seasons in this at this time of year. Yet I and Portland's okay. They've been in the playoffs, but they're not going to win it. Like he needs to be on a big three. Well, you, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I hear you. You you have to be, you know, when when you're C.J. McCollum, 
you have to have the supporting cast around you. I'm sorry, when you're Dame Lillard, you have to have the supporting cast around you. And CJ McCollum is that guy, and he didn't deliver last night. Simple as that. And you have to be the, you know, essentially like the Clay Thompson and Steph Curry. And, you know, when, when it comes to crunch time and CJ McCollum steps out of bounds or when he – I forgot what he went from the line shooting three-pointers, but it wasn't pretty. Like, the NBA is designed where no one player can do it himself anymore. Like, even Kawhi Leonard had the backup, right, when he was in Toronto. Like, you, you need that supporting cast. And last night against the Nuggets, you saw it was the Dame Lillard show. You take it to two overtimes. You you left your heart and soul on the floor, but the supporting cast didn't show up. And when that happens, it doesn't matter how good of a player you are, it's not going to happen. Yeah, we'll talk more NBA uh, in just a little bit. But back to the uh, tease that I had for quite a while ago now, and i got to deliver on it. Yeah, you do. Because you even asked me. I'm like, what are you? I had no idea what you were talking about. Oh, we are talking hats for a while. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to talk more hats. No, but like the, the way you described that, right? I, don't I had hats. no idea where, where we're going, though, with the tease. Uh, now i got to find it again. The story is the naming of uh, body parts here. Yeah. By an NFL player. It's A.J. Dillon. Yeah. And he's naming his quads. One of them is called Quadzilla. Mm-hmm. The other one is named the Quadfather. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty aggressive. Now he's he's earned those titles because the dude's legs are like no other. All right, I mean he's he's got a chassis on him if you want to call it like that. And it's ridiculous when you stand next to Aaron Jones. I saw the, the training camp photos or the OTA photos. Like Aaron Jones looks like a middle schooler next to AJ Dillon. Aaron Jones, one of the best running backs in the league, looks like he's just like he's like in a fantasy football camp with AJ Dillon. Sometimes it's absolutely insane how built that guy is. You can put it on a hat, Quadzilla, Quadzilla. and the Quadfather. I like it, man. There you go, Dome Hats. Got an idea for you guys. Uh, you can put your body parts names on a hat. Oof. Now, if he wanted to be real smart about it, he would trademark those things and get those things insured as well. Insured. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, celebrities get, like, their body parts insured sometimes. Do they? Absolutely. They do, huh? Yeah. I, I, I'm pretty confident that J-Lo uh, had her, one of her features insured for a long time. Of her really? Career. Yeah. Look it up. Did Dolly Parton? Ooh, I, that's a good call. Um, I'm sure she did. <laughs> and it's not, we're not talking about her voice. No. No. Yeah, I, I'm sure she got that insured as well. But, yeah, so, you, you can actually do that. Really? Yeah. Well, you, do you have your hands insured? They're hand, wep- registered no, weapons. Man, uh, my hands are registered, but they're not insured. No, I'm not sure what those Should I have Kaylee's left arm insured? I, I, I'm not sure what those payments were For making. pitching. You can do that, man. Make it happen. Yeah. You didn't know that? You can insure body not, parts? No. Yeah. What should I have insured? You? Yeah. Ah. Hmm. Got to go with your voice, right? Can you do that? Once again, man. I mean, I just know about the whole J-Lo story. Uh, but I assume you can show whatever you want to do if it's the right price. <laughs> yes. I don't know if you can do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that is, uh, that's pretty wild. Um, so uh, I'm looking it up right now, man. Oh, dude, check this list hum, out. Hum, she has multiple body parts so, insured. So check this out. So Rihanna, her legs are insured. Really? Um, they're insured for $1 million. Tom Jones' chest hair is insured. Did you know that? No. Julia Roberts' smile is insured. Insurance policy of $30 million. On her smile? Yeah. So if she takes, like, you know, a, I don't know, a fall ball to the dome, and, you know, oh, she, yeah. and her dome hats, if she takes one to the <laughs> dome, 
Uh, and she loses her teeth. Die in there. It's going to be a $30 million payout. Uh, Mariah Carey's got her voice insured. Keith Richards got his hands insured. So you could do it. Yeah. Troy Palomau's got his hair. That makes sense. Uh, Miley Cyrus has her tongue insured for a million dollars. Okie dokie. Cristiano Ronaldo's got his legs insured. Daniel Craig has his... Listen to this one. Dude, James Bond. Daniel Craig with the ultimate flex has his whole body insured. Worth a whopping $9.5 million. I wonder how much he pays on that policy. No idea. And then Kim Kardashian has her, you know, some of her assets uh, insured as well. Does uh, For $21 million, by the way, for Kim Kardashian. I wonder, like, you know, it's really hard for in the TV business to get long-term insurance. Okay. You know that? Like, I have because no of your face and, like, well, it's a oh, car accident and stuff like that. Seriously, it is. Really? Yeah. Well, because so you, you get old, though, too, right? Well, I well, think some of that. Yeah, yeah. Especially with HDTV. Oof. But... I would Breach. think, like, you, there's probably always a price you could pay. Sure. And when those people are making that kind of money, it doesn't matter. But who's insuring that stuff? Is there, like, some body insurance I don't thing know. we should hit up? I don't know, but I feel an endorsement coming on. I guess so. What would you insure? You own voice? Probably my face. You, go, you own face? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you, I mean, because my face is the most uh, most yeah. likely to get damaged. Like if you, if I get hit by a foul ball or but yeah, but you, a, but you also call like you know you call like the University of North Florida games. So like you still need your voice. Yeah, I mean, well, and well, you're on the radio. Well, voice would be the probably the most important yeah. if you take everything. Yeah. But I make more money with my face. I got you. <laughs> so so the face it's gonna be that. <laughs> Believe it or not. Dude, smile. There you go. You smile. Can, I am, I'm insuring Julia, my smile. You can get the, the Julia Roberts treatment. And I'm going to name my smile. You get the Julia Roberts treatment. A.J. Dillon, by the way, Saquon Barkley, he should name his quads, <laughs> and so should Derrick Henry Saquon and Najee Harris. Just, Saquon Barkley should just name like his whole athleticism. <laughs> we'll be back. Uh, we're live at Dome Hats here in Jack's Beach. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at superiorplumbingjacks.com. 